listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert, and I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your live calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books which I find interesting. Today's going to be a bit of a different show because you're used to usually me interviewing an author, and that's it. Well, I will be interviewing an author, and that author will be me. <laughs> I'm going to interview myself. So tell me, Chia, how did you write this book? <laughs> but no, I won't be talking to myself. I actually have someone in here, a great friend of mine, Miss Kimbra. Say hello, Miss Kimbra. Hello, Miss Chia. <laughs> and she's going to be picking questions from my book that um, she wants me to answer. Of course, my book is Lucia's Lessons of Love, and expert answers the most asked dating and relationship questions. I call it the love manual. It's uh, a Q&A. I ask a question, and uh, I answer it. So we're going to do that. But before we get to that, I actually have a caller. Once in a while, I'll have a caller. <laughs> I'm excited about that. And it is Kim from Florida. So we're going to help her with her issue. <laughs> oh, and by the way, happy Father's Day, <laughs> everybody. Everyone's got a father somewhere. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so Kim, how are you doing? Yes, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Wonderful. Happy Father's Day. Yes, to you too. <laughs> uh, okay, so let me read your email, and then we're going to help you figure this out. Good. Okay. <laughs> you said, I'm an attractive, independent, professional 48-year-old woman who is frequently pursued by much younger men, usually early to mid-20s. Well, I have some experience with that, luckily. <laughs> yes. Okay. The, the problem is I'm looking for a committed, exclusive relationship. Age is not an issue for me. The dating usually does not progress to a long-term relationship, and later I discover they have committed to a long-term relationship with someone closer to their age. How dare they? <laughs> Needless to say, I'm frequently heartbroken. Should I give up on these yeah. younger men for a serious, successful relationship? Okay, so since you wrote this to me a while back, has anything changed? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm still very frustrated, and uh, yes, I do end up heartbroken. Oh, we don't want that. I do. All right, we're going to start right. that right now. Okay, so here's okay. The, here's the thing. Yeah, I know these guys in their early twenties, and they're the more bolder, that and so yeah. they have no yeah. problem going up to older women, and um, also because you know they're not trying to get married, usually under twenty five. Okay, and well, some of them actually do say they are, which is confusing, and then I think, well, okay, there's potential here. Well, of course so. they're going to say they are. 
Right. <laughs> or maybe they're just saying that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Even if they say they are, they're still too young. You know, even if they do end up getting married, more likely than not, they're going to get divorced because the divorce rate for guys under 25 oh. is like 80%. You know, I mean, okay. also their prefrontal cortex, the front part of their brain that teaches how to make decisions is not even fully mm-hmm. developed until they're 25. So okay. you really, you know, I mean, sure, you want to have a fling with them, have a friendship, a lover, la la la, whatever. But I mean, okay. on, honestly, do not take them seriously. <laughs> okay. They're listening All now. Right. They're like, Maybe what? that's where I'm getting myself into trouble there. I'm expecting more than they're capable oh, of, absolutely. of doing. Now, having said that. You know, there on occasion, of course, there is the exception. You know, I had a 19-year-old guy write to me, and he was dating a woman in her 40s, and he was like gung-ho. It's like he wanted to become financially successful. He wanted to support her. He wanted to marry her. Wow. Yeah, at 19. But this is, of course, a very mature guy. That doesn't happen very often. So, you know, more often than not, you know, if you're looking for a serious relationship, Stay away from under 25 and possibly <laughs> under okay. 30, under 30, depending on the area. Um, you know, unless, hmm. and the only, one exception I have to say is, unless they're from another country, European or South America or something, because men from other cultures, they seem, they tend to uh, mature faster. Don't you agree, Kimber? I totally agree with that. Especially I, European men, you know, they, uh, and, and probably from Latin America as well. Um, there's something about... Um, there's something about growing up um, in those traditional cultures where they seem to uh, relate to and respect women, uh, older women, a lot more. And yeah. they're just more mature. Yeah, you might want to lift up. Okay, you, you bring up a, a good point. I was just uh, dating a Dominica from island of Dominica, a man who's 23, and he has a four-year-old, uh, and he's in the process of a divorce. So I did Hello. think he was more mature. And capable, but he's with somebody his own age now, which broke my heart. <laughs> well, no, don't, don't so, let it break your heart. Just make smarter choices. And and also, right. you know, if you want to be in a committed relationship, you shouldn't m- make a commitment to just one guy until that person is giving okay. is giving you what you want. So if the person is not right. committing to you, then why are you committing to them? It's like signing a one-sided contract. Exactly. Right. Because you know it's no longer 1950, <laughs> luckily, and and so the it's not like you're going to date someone and then automatically get married. It's like you don't know who you're going to get married. So until if you know if you want marriage, right. un- until marriage is on the table, then you're free to date who you want. But a lot of guys they want to lock you up, especially the young guys. They think it's a it's not yeah. a two way street. That okay, well you know I'm young, so I still want to play around, and I still want to date. But okay, you're older, so you got to wait for me. It's like hell no, I'm not waiting. <laughs> Definitely right, right. Well, even if they, they are uh, saying that their relationship is exclusive, something will happen, we'll have an argument, and that's where the immaturity comes. And they'll bail or like, okay, this is too difficult, and I'm left frustrated because I'm still trying to work it out with them, and they're already moved on to somebody else. Right. So, well, yeah, I mean, I would be super cautious about being committed with anybody under 25. I mean, okay. un- until they totally, <laughs> until they totally prove themselves, you know, but if if they've proven themselves and plus, especially because, you know, guys, they generally don't want to get married until they're financially stable. So if by chance right. you happen to meet a rich guy under 25, send him our way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, forget you. Just send him this way. Uh, you know, that's definitely right. true. Because yeah. A guy and wants to feel ready, financially stable before he gets into a committed relationship. Absolutely. So if by chance you meet someone okay. in, in that way that uh, is financially stable and has their career going, 
then fine. Mm-hmm. Then you might make an exception. But the normal 25, okay. under 25-year-old guy, it's like a um, red flag up ahead. <laughs> All right. They just emotionally don't have it together um, either. Yeah, emo- so, yeah, they don't know how to handle conflict. And that's conflict. why they run into problems, right? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's very flattering because, hey, I got this hot 21. I mean, I get approached yeah, by 21, and, 23. And they're very aggressive, too, right? Right, yeah. and that's fine. They're pursuing. Exactly. So, right. you know what, let them pursue. And if you, like I said, if you want to have fun, whatever, have sex or friendship, go mm-hmm. ahead. But do not for one minute think it's going to turn serious. Okay. Well, I need to change my expectations then. That's, that's what it right. sounds like. Well, also, and don't ch- and and don't have any expectation. I mean, the expectation is you want a commitment, yes, but don't think it's right. any one person because once you see someone, even if it's someone older, over thirty, whatever, and you go, okay, he's the one. It's like you don't know if he's the one, but once you put him up in this pedestal, yeah. if he's the one, then you'll make excuses for bad behavior. That's just true. Right. So you just got like I've done that. <laughs> we all yeah. have. So you just like think of the guys coming in your life. They're all ships just passing through, unless hmm. they're willing to stay. But you can't make them stay. It's like if they want to stay, it's because right. they decide to stay. Okay. All right. And they are very unpredictable. I mean, you think things are going along fine, and then all of a sudden a bump in the road, uh, and they're acting irrationally, or they just give up. And well, but that's that, very frustrating. That's what you're like when you're yeah. under 25. Yeah. I remember I was dating right. This, right. this one guy. He was so nice to me, and then I met someone else. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to see you anymore. I met someone else. You get over things very quickly when you're young. Oh, really really fast. It's like, on to the next. So I don't want you to be heartbroken anymore. Oh, Oh, well, thank you very much. That's very sweet of you. Okay. But you're right. I need to uh, give that more thought and, and, you know, reconsider my expectations and not have expectations, I suppose, other than exclusivity if they're willing to do that. Right. Just have fun. Yeah, so regroup and then uh, write me back in a few months and let me know how it's going. Okay, I will do that. Okay, well, thank you so much for calling in. (laughs) Thank you very much, too. And I love your show. I enjoy you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, Miss Canberra. Now, what do you want to ask me from my book? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm (laughs) looking through your book right now. Mm -hmm. And... um, Okay, I've got one for you here. What are the reasons men don't ask a woman out even if they seem interested? I want to know. Yeah, exactly. Because I've been uh, approached a few times. We all have. Um, And what question is that? What page is that on? I'm so sorry. That's uh, page 41. Let me read from my book. Mm, Please do. Because I can't remember everything I wrote. (laughs) Um, Well, he may be interested, but there's, you know, several reasons. I mean, he might already have a girlfriend Mm -hmm. or be involved. That's true. And Could be just flirting, right? Yeah, maybe he just gets an ego booster of the fact that you're interested, but he knows he can't go any further. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's gay. Mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe he's afraid of being rejected. This is true, too. This is huge because, you know, as women, we're not used to going up to guys, so we don't have this fear mm-hmm. of rejection. Uh, but uh, for guys, it's big because if they mm-hmm. go up to women all the time and they keep getting rejected, at some point they're like, oh, I don't know if it's worth trying to... To go out with her. So what actually you need to be aware of is the pe- the guys that aren't afraid of rejection, the guys that actually come up to you, usually they're players or jerks mm-hmm. at, and they're so suave and smooth because they do it all the time. So they don't have a problem coming up to women. Right. You know, I mean, I was approached actually just last night by a guy who ended up being a pickup artist mm. and I outed him. <laughs> well, and, how did you discover he was a pickup artist? Well... He didn't, you know, you can't play a player, you know. He didn't know who he was dealing with. You know, he started talking to me, and, um, 
and he came up to me, you know, big smile, very friendly. Hi. I'm right. like, hi. And he goes, oh, yeah, wow, I've never seen you here before, blah, blah, blah. And you, oh, you look like a movie star. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it starts with the flattery. Right. And, uh, you know, and then we start talking. And he's like, well, you know, I'd really like to see you again sometime. Can I get your number? Or, no, I don't even think he said, can I get your number? Because that's not how they do it. They go, give me your number. It's like a command. Right. They're taught to, like, com- give you a command so that you automatic- automatically respond with, okay, here's my number. So he flips open his phone, and I looked at it, at his phone, and I was almost going to give him like my usual voicemail number, which I give to guys who I don't want to mm-hmm, talk to. Mm-hmm. But then I remembered that I gave my number to someone a couple of weeks ago and that I never, you know, respond to his calls and he was got upset. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stop giving my number to people if I'm not interested. Yeah. And so I looked at his phone and I'm like, no. <laughs> and so then he tried another approach, which was he tried a little game. I don't know if you ever saw that show on VH1 with Mystery, the pickup artist. He was showing guys what to do. Anyways, so they say, play a little game. And you, so he puts his hands out. And he's like, okay, put your hands out. And as soon as he did that, I'm like, aha, I know what he's up to. And so I said, you're a pickup artist. He was like, what? <laughs> so anyone that's, any guy that's way too smooth. Right. Rico, too, I call him Rico Suave. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Probably nine times out of ten, maybe ten out of ten. It's because they do it so often. They approach so many women. They're you're, players. That yeah. Why would they be afraid to approach anyone? Yeah, you're just another a number. A number. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas the regular guy, he might be a little afraid. He might be not as smooth. And that's the guy you want. Right. So there's your answer to, your answer to that one. So um, how about another question? <laughs> okay. I'm letting you pick the questions. Okay. I got a good one for you. Page uh, 50. Uh, why is it not a good idea to compliment a woman when you first meet her? Because I personally like some compliments, like a one, at least one, just to know, let them, to let you know that they find you attractive. You know? Right. Um, but here's the thing: um, how do you know they're being sincere? They might just be saying it just to say it. Because I'm pretty good at reading people. <laughs> I use my uh, acting skills. But here's the thing: you're when you are, you know, you don't know anything about this woman. First of all, let's talk about super attractive women. Of course, you're very attractive. (laughs) Thank you very much. You know, they get approached all the time and they get told they're beautiful all the time. So going up to a beautiful woman and going, oh, you're so beautiful. It's like, yeah, I know. I mean, they're thinking that, but it's like, you know what? I hear this all the time. So you don't stand out from the other guys. Now it's like you're just another schmuck who is taken by her beauty. I like something creative, though. It doesn't have to be that kind of what you just said, that very straightforward. Mm-hmm. I like something a little bit more that they notice something about me that seems genuine and pick it out, maybe say it. Not something, something so blatant like that. Oh, you're very beautiful. You right. Know? Or if they don't start off with that, it's better. If they right. just if start they were, talking, yeah, blah, blah, exactly. blah. Exactly. Definitely. And then bring it in somewhere into the conversation. Yes. But otherwise, you know, nine times out of ten, <laughs> the guys go up to someone, they're like, I just wanted to tell you, I think you're so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And then what she's supposed to say, uh, okay, thank you. End of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's because, um, well, let me read what I wrote. When you compliment sure. a woman you've just met on her looks, it's usually because you're trying to get her to become interested in you. This has the opposite effect and ends up lowering her interest level. Women, especially attractive women, are used to getting compliments all the time. In fact, they expect them. By mentioning her physical beauty so soon, you're not setting yourself apart from other men, as I already said. Uh, you end up coming across as average, and neither men nor women want to date average. It also makes you appear to be out of her league. If you were used to only dating attractive women, her looks wouldn't be such a big deal to you. You wouldn't need to bring it up right away. If you want to give a compliment, give it for something else, such as her wit or her laugh. 
which is kind of what you said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah? Mm-hmm. So um, that's my answer to that. Because I know guys think, okay, I'll just go up to her and I'll tell her she's beautiful and then she'll give me her numbers. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. Got to work a little harder than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Do you want me to ask you another one? or No, we'll just sit here and stare <laughs> at each other. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How do I know when I'm ready to get married? Oh, well, <laughs> when you have a ring on your finger, you're ready to get married. No. Um, what question? What's the page? Oh, page, sorry, page 52. <laughs> I mean, I know what the answer is. Obviously, I wrote the book. Right. But uh, I want to make sure I don't miss anything. So everyone has this idea, this fairy tale idea of marriage, like, oh, marriage, la, 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 happily right. ever after, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, <laughs> what it really is about is you have to think of another person at this, as much as yourself and sometimes right. put that other person first. Mm-hmm. And so until you're at that stage in your development of maturity, it's not going to work out. If it's always just about you, 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 mm-hmm. then you're not ready to get married. But when you look forward to giving mm-hmm. and are willing to be there for your partner no matter what, mm-hmm. then you're ready. You take care of them and they take care of you. Exactly. You feel blessed to have that person in your life. And, you know, you do what you can to make their life easier. They do what they can to make your life easier. And so if both people are thinking like that, then that's a marriage made in heaven. Good point. I like that about the easier part. People forget that. It's not just about, you know, sex. It's not just about um, having kids. It's about making your life, it's an enhancement to your life, you know? Yeah, otherwise, if he's going to make your life harder, why get married? Mm -hmm. So that's why just even the little things, too, like bringing your partner coffee in the morning or or whatever or picking up the dry cleaning or just you do what you can to make their life easier. And, you know, so a marriage like that, it wouldn't fall apart, but... That's how divorce starts to come because people start thinking of themselves. They're not trying to make their part, uh, partner's life better. And um, before you know it, it's a spiral downward. And lots of times there's a giver and there's a taker. And when, you know, people forget it's got to be a mutual thing right. you know, for it to work. or That's the way it should be anyway. Yeah, it's supposed to be an enhancement of your life. It's mm-hmm. like a partner, a life partner mm-hmm. that has your back, unlike Jesse James. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that cad. <laughs> Right, I like that. That's good. I know. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking about something interesting earlier. Yes. You're not going to embarrass me now, are you? Of course I will. <laughs> no. I like, she has a K, a K neck. I have an L necklace. You have oh, a K yeah. necklace. Didn't you give this to me? No, oh, wait. did I? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I give all my friends their letter. Le- yeah. Like in the 50s, right. uh, the letter yeah, on the right. jacket. Yeah, right. Like anyone knows what we're talking about. Uh, like I was around in the yeah, 50s. Yeah, ne- what are you talking about? Your mom was around in the yeah, 50s. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, do you want to... Uh, Go ahead and talk about what we were talking we about. Were ta- well, we were talking about a few things, but I think we were... You know ta- what I'm talking about. Well, we Don't even. <laughs> oh, we the said... Sex. The sex. Okay, so <laughs> the exact question was... Uh, refresh my memory. Well, okay, you were saying... We were saying mm-hmm. that once you have sex, All right. even mm-hmm. though the guy looks like Bigfoot... Right, exactly. You get attached. Yes, this is true. This is true. And should women have... Should we try... This is... You took it one step further. You said, should women try to have date and multiple people at the same time and possibly have multiple sex partners, would you still feel the same way? Would we possibly be able to break through that of just getting attached to one person? And we said we both would like to try. <laughs> but right now we won't. We won't. We we're, won't. We're trying to be good. We're good girls. Um, but um, 
But yeah, you brought up a good point because I've never personally done that. And I was saying to you, as much as in my mind, intellectually, I like to be a player. <laughs> I'm not. It's like once I have, you know, become romantically involved with someone. In you the mean bi- sexually in, involved? In the biblical sense. Um, you go to church together? Yes, we do. We go to church. <laughs> we do confession as, a, you know, I uh, at one time was a very good Catholic girl. But uh, Me too. Anyway, um, but my point is once I do have sex with someone, uh, I can't... Uh, I can't be with anyone else. It's terrible. I know. It's, I hate it's, it. I know. It's That's terrible. so <laughs> bad. <laughs> I know. It's the worst thing that could happen to a girl. It's, it's yeah. Worst. It's bad for women because then you're screwed. Yeah. Literally, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Like I was saying, they could be Charles Manson and... Boom, boom. You know, that's look what happened to Charles Manson. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's why we were saying... So I said, I wonder if a woman w- were to have sex with three right. different men, mm. not at the same time. Right. Uh, they could do that too, but yes. you weren't condoning that. <laughs> <laughs> Whether would she be equally attached to all three, or would it be di- would it be divided up 100% like 30%, 30%, 30%? Right, and then you were say- asking me, would you like one person more than the other? Right. Because now you're going having you know you're being romantically involved with three different men, and uh, would it, you know would you like one more than the other? Right. That's, and that's oh, and also or because you have three. Does that mean it would help you to not bond with any of them? Exactly, exactly. And this is, I was saying I've never done this, and you said you've never done this, and you said, but you might want to try it. You know, you were thinking about it. (laughs) But not right now. It's all for the book, you know. Of course. It's all in the name of research. (laughs) Exactly. Like I I said, you're going to be Samantha, like in Sex and the City. I would like to try it, but um, I never found three guys that I wanted to have sex with at the same time. That's the problem. I feel, and I could be wrong, that women are a little more picky than men. I do feel yeah. that as well. You know, I'm very, extremely picky, believe it or not, when it comes to getting romantically involved with someone. Um, they Not just physical, it has to be mental and um, all that other good stuff too, you know. Right. Make me laugh. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. So I wonder, um, I know, I, I hope I, I can find someone who has, who actually has sex with multiple men at the oh, same so time. Oh, so we want someone to call in and, and, and see. Yeah, well, either call in or at some point someone writes in or just I just right. somehow find that person to talk to them to ask them because that would be interesting. Because I do actually have a friend that she's she is like that. She is able to be like, quote, like a guy and, and have sex with several different people. Mm-hmm. And um, usually she does end up liking one more than the other. Yeah. But that doesn't mean she's committed to that one. She won't really commit to them until, you know, she gets married or something. <laughs> See, I'm just trying to offset the effects of oxytocin, the bonding hormone, mm-hmm. which comes out when you have sex mm-hmm. with someone. Right, right. So that's why I'm saying if you have sex with two other people, will it dilute the effects of oxytocin? <laughs> See, I couldn't tell you because I've never done that. I'm, I'm obsessed with this oxytocin. I know. I'm, you know, we need a, a woman or a doctor, not just a woman. We need a doctor to tell us about this, you know? Yeah. Um, I did have a doctor on one time, and I said, we need to find an antidote. And he said he knew of something, but he wouldn't tell me. Oh, my gosh. He could make a lot of money if he found well, it. Well, <laughs> you know. If he discovered that It's antidote. probably used for something else, but they don't want to. Because then maybe it would take away too many. Civilization, as we know, it would yes, be ruined. It would, <laughs> you know no, but I, mean? I would say you could only get it by prescription. Right. And it could only be prescribed to you if you're like really hooked on someone but they're the wrong guy mm. they're really bad for you like you know charles manson or whoever mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. okay quick get her the antidote so she'll forget about him richard ramirez you know right those guys yeah <laughs> you know that's why we need it yeah this is true because women were helpless <laughs> well that's why In you that can't sense. have sex with someone until you know who you're dealing with i totally agree okay I totally agree <laughs> and if they don't want to wait then 
Goodbye. Yeah. Good riddance. All right. On to the next question. Okay. What do you have for me, darling? Oh, gosh. Okay. And then Um, we're going to call someone else, too. She's got another issue. This is a good one because I have very strong opinions on this one. Okay. Um, What's wrong with dating a married man? Miss Lucia, that's page 55. Besides the fact he's married? Yeah. (laughs) What's wrong with dating a married man? Well, even if a married man does leave his wife, which he rarely does, you'd never really be able to trust him because you know he's capable of cheating and lying. Mm -hmm. Also, you're wasting your time that could have been spent dating or in a relationship with someone that was available and faithful. People who are married and have problems should be left alone to either work their things out or to go their separate ways without third parties interfering. Now, to quote Angelina Jolie, although I don't believe this anymore, when they asked her whether she was messing around with Brad Mm -hmm. when he was still married to Jen, Mm -hmm. she said, I wouldn't be interested in a man that would cheat on his wife. Hmm. Although she didn't say it like that. Right. I mean, with that faux accent. (laughs) (laughs) Although that's a great line. I wouldn't be interested in a man that would cheat on his wife. And I I agree with that. that. But um, there's something about when I find out they're married, just I'm like cold, long, like something cold. closes. <laughs> I'm a cold fish. <laughs> uh, and yet some women are like, oh, oh, they find it a turn on. You're married. Well, they also look, think of it as sort of a competitive thing. Like, oh, if they can get their this guy away from their wife, some women actually feel that way. You know? That or they don't really want a commitment. So they think yeah. he's the safe person That's true. That's because true. they can't ever totally have him. Or they're just delusional, and it's like, I don't care, I want him, he's mine, he's hot, I can't get away, oh, I had right. sex with him, now I'm bonded with him, and right. I, I mean, why put yourself through that? It's just wrong on all counts, let's just let's just say it like it is. <laughs> yeah, and yet I get letters from women, several letters, and yeah. I always tell them off <laughs> that women, they're dating a married guy. I know, it's so, it's, I don't know how they can be so naive, or, I don't know if naive's the right word, but, uh, yeah, dumb. <laughs> Right, fanciful, yeah, wishful thinking, yeah, yeah, because most of the time they do not leave their wife. Yeah, and uh, I had a friend who had a relationship with a married guy for like ten years, and then he started seeing someone else, and she was devastated. <laughs> he added a you know a new girlfriend. He cheated on his uh, yeah. mistress. <laughs> yeah, and she just how could we you know we had this bond, and I'm like, well, didn't he have that same bond with his wife? <laughs> you know? Supposedly. Yeah. I so, know it's crazy. Women can del- get so delusional sometimes, you know. Exactly. That's why I'm here. (laughs) To help. Disabuse them of their delusions. Yeah. (laughs) Dilute the delusion. (laughs) Okay. What's next, Miss Kimbra? More questions? Oh, my god. That's what this book is. It's an expert that answers the most asked dating and relationship questions. (laughs) Okay. How about this one? Mm. What does, and this is page 59, what does I don't want a relationship mean? There's two words missing from that phrase. And when someone says they don't want a relationship, they're leaving out the words with you. Hmm. I know that's hard to hear, but listen. Oh, if, that's true. If yeah. someone's really interested, they're not saying I don't want a relationship, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're not as interested in you for the long term, so they use many excuses, including that, oh, they've been badly hurt in the past. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I can't have a relationship mm-hmm. with you. I'll have sex with you, but I can't have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're not over their ex um, or just a bunch of excuses. So if someone is interested in you, they will rarely say, I don't want a relationship because they'd be crazy risking you, um, risk to risk losing you. 
So I know it's good to me. I've yeah. never had anyone say that, but you know. Wow, you're 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 <laughs> you haven't. Um, we all have. Of, Come on. I, I I take the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and the sixth, and the seventh, and the eighth. Um, so I'm while you're joking. looking for another question for me, I'll just read off some of the um, questions that I do a- answer in the book. Oh, okay. Um, how do you know when you found the one? Um, is it true absence make the heart grow fonder? Everyone always asks about that. How do you know if someone really loves you? Is it better to have loved and lost and then never to have loved at all? I think so. Yeah. Uh, why do I always attract the wrong people? Mm. <laughs> uh, why is it whenever I like someone, they don't like me and vice versa? Which I wrote a whole column on that about yeah, that's a couple weeks ago. What's the fastest way to connect with someone that you've just met? I'll read this one, then I'll call. And why does it seem like all the men that you were totally the most disinterested in are madly in love with you. And like, you know, I I recently had this guy write me, he wanted to get married to me and I could, there's, yeah, on on Facebook, right? Just a friend. (laughs) And I'm like, I could not have been more disinterested in this guy, you know? And it's just weird. The ones that you seem to not like the most. Well, didn't you read my newsletter? Yes, from I did. <laughs> well, then you know the answer to that. Okay. Did you well, forget I already? I, I just thought I'd bring it up. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it cracks me up, you yeah. know? Well, because just to quickly um, go over what I wrote in the newsletter, it's about masculine and feminine energies. Mm-hmm. So when you're not interested in someone, as you said, mm-hmm. you don't, you know, there's masculine and feminine energies, like right. I just said. <laughs> right. So men feel, mm-hmm. most men feel best when they are in their, when they feel masculine, mm-hmm. when they feel like men. Mm-hmm. And women feel better when they are feminine mm-hmm. and, and they're in their feminine energy. Mm-hmm. So what happens when a woman is really interested in the guy, she starts marching over to the masculine side of her personality and she starts going after him and chasing and calling and where's this going? And now she's going into her masculine side, which makes the man feel like less of a man. Mm-hmm. He backs off mm-hmm. and he's, he's not interested. Masculine men are not interested in women who are pursuing them. They want to be the men they want to pursue. The men you're not interested in, you stay in your feminine because you couldn't care less about them. So you're not going over to your masculine side. You're not calling. You're not chasing. You're not wondering where this is going because you don't care. You stay in your feminine. They're attracted to you because you're in your feminine. They get to stay in their masculine. They feel more masculine. They fall in love. End of story. Et voila. And we've solved yet another (laughs) mystery of the world. That's right. (laughs) Damn it. I wanted to know what the answer to that was. All right, so why don't you look for another question that you can ask me after I call this girl. Okay. Let me see. Oops, I'm calling the wrong number. I called them. (laughs) All right, I got to figure out how to work out this this phone thing. Okay. This phone thingy. Oh, here, I'm calling the wrong number again. All right, let me hang up. And I will call this number. How's it going over there? Did you find a question for me for later? I'm looking. Okay. I know there's a lot of questions. Okay, good. I dialed the right number. Oh, I got a good one. <laughs> Hello? Hey, is this Angela? Yes, it is. Hi. Wonderful. We're on the air. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. I know you had a question for me, but let me read your email, and then you can ask me whatever you want. <laughs> Actually, the question was just going to be about, like, Am I going to be on the whole time? <laughs> uh, the answer is no. So I think answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So her question is, my boyfriend, see, and she actually, this is a good segue because she wrote in after I wrote that piece about why guys you're not interested in are interested Masculine, in you, feminine blah, blah, energy. blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she wrote in and she said, my boyfriend recently told me that he loves me in every way, but he's not sexually attracted to me. 
Oh, ouch. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, he recently he recently actually said to me that he has because you know I kind of I kind of let him have it. We had a discussion and we still talk and we had a discussion about it sort of. And I said, you know, I don't understand what the problem is. And he said, well, I have a problem and I just really like young women in their twenties. He mm. said that's what I like. He said I'm not a good life partner. And that's pretty much what he said to me. Whether it was you know. Ouch. You know, whatever it was, the truth, or or making an excuse, or whatever, and you know, he's, you know, he'll do, he'll go out of his way to do anything for me that, or give me what I, you know, other things that I might need, sort of, sort of. Um, yeah, but uh, that was kind of cruel. How, <laughs> that uh, was kind of cruel. How old is he? We're the same age. We're both forty-three years old. And neither one of us has been married. None, neither uh, one of us has any children or, you know, like previous kind of commitments. So. How, uh, how? Oh, he's, he's 43, never been married. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> Red flag. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I don't listen to the signs, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's your there's your problem right there. But um, yeah, I think it was a lie because if he wanted to date women in their, his twenties, he wouldn't have been dating you in the first place. So I think it's just an excuse. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Yeah, but whatever. Well, the, the thing is that we have a history. There's like a huge like three long years of self-inflicted painful history. You know, <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, <laughs> codependency. And, you know, and it, and it has to do with it has to do with you know. His a former relationship of his, and you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's longer than an hour's radio show. Right. Let's okay. put we, it that we, way. We ain't got time for all that. Okay, right. let me read the rest of your email here. <laughs> okay, you go, I'm very intense, and though I try to pull back, I always felt like my guy just didn't step up, and I felt like I was always playing male and female roles. I suppose I should have just been patient. Although now hearing it's been three years, I don't think patience is what it's called for here. What is really... <laughs> Uh, what is a really strong, intense woman supposed to do? I'm a brainiac who used to be a trophy girl, which I got really sick of. I just wanted to not be insecure any longer and have power over my own life, especially where men are concerned. I just can't seem to find the balance. So what did what do you mean that you're a strong, intense woman? Well, I'm really honest and truthful. I'm pretty straight from the hip. Like, if you don't want the truth, you shouldn't hang out with me. And mm-hmm. I try to be, you know, and I'm not really a bitch about it it's just that right. you know if you ask me a question i'm going to be honest with you i don't i won't massage somebody i'll, I'll be kind and I'm, I'm tactful but i'm honest you know and i'm very opinionated i try to keep it to myself but i usually get to a tone where i somehow sound like i'm hysterical and i don't know what it is about me that makes me so in that moment i mean i get very passionate about things that i feel strongly about and i, I try to sort of okay say all right, wait a minute. Now you're just sounding hysterical, and there's a way to be passionate and just kind of, you know, be be kind of forthright and calm about it. But I never seem to be able to find that balance, and I just feel like it's it hurts me in a lot of ways. Like not just in a relationship, but in all kinds of like other kinds of relationships. And I don't know what to do. I don't know if it's my age and I'm hormonal or or what. <laughs> okay, it's not. It's not. Let's not blame hormones and age. Um, are you a Sagittarius? <laughs> You know, oh, well, oh, okay. Because you sounded like me. Because I'm the same. You know, I'm I'm very honest, as Kimber will. Yes. Sometimes I get on her. About, you know, I have an aunt who I love very much, and she always she's a Pisces, and she gave me some good advice. She said you can say anything to anyone as long as you say it with love and kindness, and not just sound too syrupy, but even if you say things with kindness, uh, you can almost say anything. It's always the way you say it. You know, that's just my. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to agree. And also, the thing is, is like. 
well, do you meditate? Yes, I do. I, I do have sort of a spiritual practice, but, you know, the meditation goes right out the window the uh, second I feel very strongly about something. I'm like, okay, that didn't work. I'm not really, you know, I, I mean, maybe I don't do it enough. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like, there's just, you know, my mom likes to say that I'm stuck on stupid yeah, <laughs> and good. I just can't sort of get out of my own way. Yeah, because you know, I'm I'm very similar with you. I mean, I I love the truth. I'm into the truth, and you know, luckily on the show, I can be totally truthful. But that's because I'm not speaking to any one person. Uh, but when you're speaking to any one person, you know, I've learned to become more diplomatic as time has gone on, because it's just because people are very sensitive, and they get their feelings hurt very easily. And so you really have to look at how you say something. Like Kimber said, you can say whatever you want, but just don't say it in a way that you're trying to hurt them. And, you know, you can't come across like so strong-headed, like, well, this is my opinion and rah, 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 rah. It's like it's hard to get along with people that have that attitude. I mean, there's room for everybody's opinion, and not everyone is always going to agree with you. And remember, some people don't like to hear your opinion unless they ask for it. You know, that's another oh, thing I too. never give it. I never give it unless it's asked for. That's the thing that's that good. I, that's, you know, and I've learned that along the way. I mean, I've learned that the hard way. But, you know, I would have to say in the last five to ten years, I've, I've calmed down quite a bit. But if I'm asked, you know, I, I try to be, I try to be kind and diplomatic. But then I somehow go, <laughs> I must sound like I'm going overboard because, you know, I'm one of those people. I'm kind of like must have this Joan of Arc complex. If I really love somebody and you're my, I mean, I'll do it for a stranger, but if you're someone I love, you know, if you're someone I care about, I will do anything to defend you. I will do anything to keep you safe, not hurt you, further your career, your your dreams and fantasies, because it's kind of, I guess it's kind of the thing that I want for myself. And so I end up becoming that, maybe maybe that sort of over-motherly, over-nurturing yes. kind of, I'm going to be your champion person. Well, <laughs> Which is why I feel like a guy sometimes. Yes. I'm like, wait a minute, this is what I want my guy to do for me. <laughs> right. You know, you can't care about someone's life more than they care about their own life. So if someone isn't taking steps to improve their own life, it's not your job. I mean, you have your own life to take care of. And maybe that's where you're going wrong, and that's maybe why you wrote to me after I wrote the article on the masculine feminine energies, is like you can't do, you know, guys know they can do it themselves. They want to do it themselves. They want to prove they can do it themselves. And when you try to do it for them, they start to feel like you're their mother, and Mm -hmm. now they're not attracted to you. Well, I think that's pretty much what happened in this situation because we've gone so back and forth. We've, we've gone to, like, I can't wait to have sex with you, to, and he actually said, you look like my mother. I was like, oh, that's Ooh. it. I can't take it any longer. Ooh, <laughs> I was like, wow. And down to, like, I cut my hair because I was just, t- I mean, just down to my physical appearance. And it's not true. It's just that I must have been, you know, I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's just all of those things. Like, I, I just, I guess I've been overly mothering or yeah. something. I don't yeah, have and, to turn to talk back on that one. Well, you know, women's um, urge to mother is stronger actually than their urge to have sex, whereas with men it's the opposite. Their urge to have sex is stronger than their urge to father. So you have to um, temper that urge with, you know, who am I doing it with and why am I doing it? I mean, you can mother a man when he's sick or you can mother a little boy, but you can't mother a grown man because then this is what he's going to have. It's going to happen. He's going to be turned off. He's not going to want to have sex with you and then it's over. Well, I don't know what to do, like, in terms of finding the balance, because I'm, like, one of those, I'm a pretty hypersexual person, and I love sex. Excuse me, I don't want to sound crude, but... Go ahead. I mean, I just, <laughs> when we were together, I mean, I just couldn't get enough of him, and, and just, and we just had, you know, when we were having sex, we were having really good sex, and it just somehow, like, totally, 
totally flipped. I mean, yeah. like in a half a second. And I don't know when I missed that second because, well, I mean, I... It's I love it. I'm not. I, I love sex as equally. I'd rather have more sex than nurture you. I'd rather have more time to play than you know. In a lot of time, in a lot of ways. So I don't know where I I missed that moment. Is <laughs> the point? Yeah, I don't think it happened in half a second. I think it slowly happened, and you didn't realize it happened. Then all of a sudden, it was there because it, it doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah. So I Boy, think. Did I miss it? I think. Well, Boy, did I, I miss it? Yeah, I think with the mothering, when uh, the probably when the mothering started is when the the penis started to go down. <laughs> so oh, if you great. can remember to just you know stay in your feminine and worry about yourself and let the guy take care of you and let him be the man. Right. And, uh, and you think there's a shot of like even just kind of like going back in the other direction with a relationship that's gone bad. I mean, do you think there's a chance of going back in the other direction? Because this guy, in every other way, makes me very happy. Like, right. he's been the worst person I could ever meet. He, like, could be the worst guy in my life that I could have ever chosen. Uh-huh. And then the best guy. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's one sure of those things that's sort of like, he's made me cry so much Well, in the last three years, and yet he's made me the happiest I've ever been. Yeah, but, you know, in a lot of ways too. Right. Well, see, I don't, I don't. I mean, cry so much. I mean, the bright guy is not going to make you cry. <laughs> exactly, and I'm thinking the same thing too. But you know, I still have a fantasy about it. I guess. Well, we were just talking about that. I don't know if you were listening. You probably weren't about you know women being stuck in fantasy land over someone. Um, I mean, the right guy will not make you cry. I mean, he'll make you cry tears of joy and happiness. <laughs> but just, you know, but everyone thinks, oh, well, relationships are tough and they're hard. you got to slug it out and you got to cry and it's blood, sweat and tears. And I say, F that. You know, I, I, you know, I can cry by myself. I don't need to be with someone. We were just talking, Kimber and I, that a guy's supposed to make your life better and easier, not make you cry. Um, I mean, there's always a chance you, since you've had this history, but you need to ask yourself, do you really want to be with him or do you just want to be with him because you're so used to him and it's comfortable and you don't want to look for someone else? But, you know, I don't like to hear about people crying. Which brings me to another <laughs> point. A lot of women yeah. would just rather stay with someone just because they have someone than be alone. And uh, personally, I would rather be alone than be with the wrong person or someone that doesn't make my well, life better or easier. Yeah, at least we're not crying. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been it's been a couple of it's been a couple of weeks. So, like, even today, I was just thinking about, well, maybe maybe it is better that I'm kind of on my own because suddenly my life is turning around in a lot of ways. I'm hey, like, okay, maybe that's a sign. Holla, holla. So, well, that's good. But you know what? I think you know, I wouldn't go back right away. I think you should just do your thing, leave him alone, and maybe revisit this from six months and see how you feel. Because in six months, you may be like, hey, I feel so good. I don't even want to be with this guy. Maybe you might have met, we'll meet someone else. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then write me back and let me know what's going on. <laughs> what's going on? Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. I hope we've been helpful. Give a lot of Thank information. Thank you. Have. Okay. Awesome. Take care. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Bye. I love doing calls. <laughs> Evidently. She was very intense. Yeah. As soon as she started talking and she like she jumped in and wouldn't let me get a word mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. um, I knew I knew what the problem was. It's like, okay, listen. Just right. you know, you gotta calm down and listen as much as you speak. Right, sure. I'm not bashing her. I know she's listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she that's right. We hear back. Two ears and one mouth. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, so you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we gave her some insight and she will. Um, yeah, some food for thought. 
That's right. We planted a seed, as Y'all. I like to say. Planting lots of seeds here. <laughs> Growing lots of trees. Okay, so what question do, we, do you have for okay, me? Okay, I've been looking, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at page 66. 66. This is uh, this reminds me of something my mother Six. does a lot. Uh-oh. Uh, what does it mean when a woman says that nothing is wrong? <laughs> Your mother. Everyone, <laughs> all women. No, my mother is the queen of this. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, the queen talk, of nothing talk, is wrong. Talk. You know? I know. Okay, yeah. Every woman has done this, and guys hate it. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to straighten everybody out. I, I can agree. I actually agree with the guys on this one, because, like, if there's something wrong, tell me. Hello. Yeah. You Holla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, how are we going to know if you don't say it? Right. You know? Well, okay, so here's the reason. Most of the time, it means that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. She's feeling insecure with something you sit, said or did, but doesn't want to say anything because she doesn't want you to know she's feeling that way. Mm-hmm. She usually wants you to drag it out of her. Exactly. You know, what's wrong? Nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. They should know. They should know. Yeah, you wrong. should know why I'm upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At other times, she's upset with you for something and wants you to figure out what it is. Mm. In either case, she would rather be passive aggressive than communicate directly. Exactly. I I agree with that. So the best way to handle this is to give her a hug and a kiss and tell her if she wants to talk about anything, you're willing to listen. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you stay there playing that game like, Mm -hmm. what's wrong? Mm -hmm. What's wrong? Nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. Um, I mean, she'll just, because she wants you to do that. She wants you to, like, pull it out of her. (laughs) Damn it, you're going to have to, I'm pissed at you now. You're going to have to work to get this out of me. So if you show her, hey, I'm not playing this game. I'm here when you want to talk. I love you. Kiss, kiss. Right. And that's it. You're right. That does work wonders, especially with women. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Kiss, kiss, hug, hug. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, one of women's main fears is abandonment. And Mm -hmm. so they're always afraid that if they... um, you know, you're going to think that they're crazy Mm because they're upset about this and so they're afraid to say it or they know it's something stupid Mm -hmm. but they're still upset and they can't have, you know, they can't help it. That's true. They can't hide it. That's true because little things probably bother us more than with men. Right. Or we put more meaning meaning. into something that maybe means absolutely nothing to them. We read into things too much, definitely. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So that's the reason, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have time for a few more. Oh, boy. The pressure's on. (laughs) The pressure's Um, on. Okay. This is not something that I have a lot of experience. Well, maybe I do. Uh, Page uh, 67. What does it mean when a woman says, don't ever call me again? Okay, this is a funny one. Okay. Um, okay. There are times when it means just that. Okay. But most of the time, it means you better call me within the hour to apologize. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, if someone really doesn't want you to call them again, they just won't take your call. That's true. That's true. You know, because when I broke up with someone two years ago, and I was pissed at him, and I was like, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't call him to say, hey. Don't ever call me again. Right, I right, just right. never spoke to him again. Right, right. That's true. So when, right. yeah, whenever usually I find whenever someone is making an announcement, that's not true. Mm-hmm, Otherwise, mm-hmm. they wouldn't need to make an announcement. Like if someone says, "Well, I'm not happy. Well, I'm going to cheat, or you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know what? They're probably not going to. It's just a threat, an idle threat. They want to see what your reaction is. Hmm. But it's when someone doesn't speak about what they're doing and they just do it. That's when you know it's real. Like like for suicides, hmm. just to give an example here. If someone's going to kill themselves. They don't usually announce it. They mm-hmm. just do it. Mm-hmm. So if someone's saying, oh, I'm going to kill myself, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Boy, the cried wolf. Yeah. So anyways, either way, do not call her. Mm-hmm. 
tough love here. If she really doesn't want to end things, but is just upset about something, she needs to learn to communicate clearly Mm -hmm. without issuing idle threats. Mm -hmm. Eventually, she will call. She may not be very happy about it, but she will call. Yeah, and it's also a person that likes to play games. Even if just to tell you, why didn't you call me? (laughs) Why the heck didn't you call me? But you said not to call you. I don't care what I said. Damn it. You're supposed to call me. Right. Don't you know you're supposed to call me? (laughs) Even if I tell you not to call me? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, let me, okay, um, how much time do we have? Yeah, how much time do we have time for? All right, let me pick one. Okay, you pick when one. When does a woman know if she wants to sleep with a man? Miss Kimbra? Oh, my gosh. I knew you'd ask me a tough one. When does a woman... <laughs> As uh, if you don't know. <laughs> Are you a woman? Well, um, I know usually right away, but I've been um, confused. Confused? Like, <laughs> I was confused. so confused. I dated this guy that was my boyfriend for like three years, and I didn't think I was that attracted to him, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. after s- several dates. And then he kissed me, and I was like, whoa. Uh-oh. There was something in that kiss. He that put just, it on you. That he put this spell on <laughs> me. But I seriously didn't think I was ever going to have a relationship with this person, although we were dating, you know. See, and now you've given hope to everybody. <gasps> Ooh. I know. That was a weird one. It was like, I didn't I was, I was, didn't think he was my type. I enjoyed his company. But when he kissed me, it was like, ding, ding, ding. And then he kissed me. I know. How corny, huh? Right. So now everyone's going to be like rushing to kiss their <laughs> dates to try to get them to. Uh, well, but but that also could work the other way, too. Because I've, I've had a, a guy that I, on paper, he was like <laughs> super, you uh-huh. know. And then he kissed me, and I was like, ooh. I mean, it was like the worst kisser in the world. Right. And the chemistry just wasn't there. Because yes. there is something to chemistry. There is. You know what it's I mean? It's the taste. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Right. So, yes, once in a while, you don't know, and then something later. Something happen. Right. However, most of the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to let everyone know, usually it's within like five, ten seconds. You know, you see someone, and you know right away, yes, no, yes, no. You know, I may be different on that one though, because uh, a lot. Of, I usually don't feel like I want to sleep with them, and they do well, something. Not, you know? not you want to sleep with them, but you know right away whether you would or you wouldn't. Oh, do you know what yeah, I mean? If I lined maybe. up ten guys right now, I'm sure you could go down the line and say yes, no, uh-huh. yes, no. Okay. And uh-huh. I wish I could line up ten guys right now for me and you. So, um, although there is the rare exception, uh-huh. as we just mentioned, uh-huh. once a woman has decided she's not interested in a man in that way, uh-huh. there's no amount of expensive dinners, jewelry, or trips this that will convince her otherwise. I totally agree with that. Agree with that. Yes, she may end up having sex with the man if circumstances are right, i.e., she's been drinking, yes. <laughs> getting over Shots a breakup, of tequila, <laughs> yeah, rebound guy. But that's more the exception than the right. rule. So right. don't count on it. Exactly. Well, Miss Kimbra. Well, Miss Lucia, this it's has been a lot over. of fun. Oh, my gosh. It's over. I can't believe it. You are really good. Oh, thank yeah. you. I've been told. Ah. No, I'm just I'm just and we didn't even do it yet. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not that kind of show. Yes. Yeah, you're a great co-host. Oh, Yeah, thanks. I totally felt the connection. Oh. Chemistry. We had chemistry. Yes, we do. Well, that's why we're friends, too. Otherwise. This is true. Because you know? I can tell her to F off sometimes, and she takes it. <laughs> she called me a Nazi the other day. Yeah, I, I know. I felt bad about that. And I said... She, What's you talking she about? Was I'm not a Nazi. Nazi. She was I being kind of a Nazi. I was not. She was being uber controlling. You uber. Know? That's, a, that's, a, that's a Nazi word. No, it's because I was uber busy and that's I didn't want to talk. She was getting straight to it. She didn't do the love and kindness thing that I told you about. <laughs> I said it to you in a very nice way. Yeah, right. I said, You're well, like, I'm... It's either yes or no. Dang it. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. So, all right. So, if you want to get this wonderful book... <laughs> Lucia's Lessons of Love. Yeah, don't forget about Lucia's Lessons of Love. You can get it on the internet. Yes, at lessonsoflove.net. Mm-hmm. And of course, I get my, um, I have my weekly newsletter at theartoflove.net, which Kimber can attest is a wonderful newsletter. Mm-hmm. 
I get it. Do I get it on Facebook? I don't remember. I do. Right? You get it in your mail. Oh gosh, sorry, my regular email. <laughs> yeah, your regular email. Duh. And uh, I'd like to thank my other guests, of course, Kim from Florida and Angela from LA. And uh, until next time, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Oh.